Section 19 of The Rose Color World in Other Fantasies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Kaylee Monahan. The Rose Color World and Other Fantasies by Ethel Mary Brody. Faith, Chapter 1. Girls, said Betty in tones of decision, you may say what you like about Faith, but one thing is certain. She is very different from the rest of us. In fact, Faith is distinct from us, rather above us, I think. How it is, I can't explain, but she is unlike us, and the difference is a big one. I don't see your point, remarked a vulgar-looking, fair-haired girl whose cheeks were well-rouged and whose fingers were covered with the showy supply of imitation rings. She never dresses up as we do. No, answered Betty sharply. She certainly does not, if dressing consists in a supply of boxes and bottles on a dressing table, or their contents displayed on a showcase. The vulgar girl, Sue by name, snapped a glance at the speaker, sniffed, and flung off through the swing door into the restaurant. It was just between meals, or rather, just before luncheon was to be served. The waitresses had collected in a room back of the restaurant, which led into the kitchen, and were awaiting the arrival of their usual and sometimes unusual customers. They had been discussing one of their members, who had lately joined their ranks in waiting on numerous hungry visitors. "'That's rather hot on Sue, Betty,' said a dark-haired girl. "'All the swells powder and paint and dye. "'I dare say, Della.' They do powder, paint, yes, and they die. Die as girls like Sue are not permitted to die. Sue's is a living death. Well, what choice has a girl who's been brought up as Sue was? A sort of just growed, asked a mild-eyed girl. Don't be hard on her. Your life has been easier than hers. Has it? demanded Betty, turning on the speaker quickly. What do you know of my life? Oh, nothing. But I see you every day, and you seem happy. And you are good. That's just it, bud. It is the way we all do. We judge others by a moment of seeing and hearing, when a whole lifetime has passed before that moment. A whole lifetime of which we are unaware, perchance as cold and cruel and bitter as we think it is sunny and warm. Bud shrugged her shoulders and subsided. Don't let us be the horrors about it, Betty. If Sue has chosen the life we know she all has, so be it. Amen. And Della laughed as she held up a hand glass and smoothed her curls. Betty shuddered. Sue knows what is right and what is wrong as well as you or I or anyone else knows. And as far as I can see, her life has been no harder than that of the rest of us. For instance, yours. Della turned away. She busied herself folding some table napkins that had been piled on a table nearby, for she had nothing bright to say of her life. "'Customer!' shouted someone through the swing doors, and Betty lifted a tray of forks, knives, and spoons and vanished through the swing doors into the restaurant. "'Betty always gets the last word,' said a red-haired girl good-naturedly. "'And Betty is nearly always right,' remarked Della with a sigh. "'Always!' came in chorus from several other girls in the room, each with her own emphasis on the word and each in her own tone, for Betty had entered each life and left it better for her presence. 
Then the girls hurried into the restaurant, for customers were beginning to arrive in shoals, and minutes cost money in the Boniface. End of section 19. This recording is by Kaylee Monahan.